The following podcast is recommended for mature audiences only. The following podcast is recommended for adults only. Maturity is not a requirement. Hello and welcome to episode 16 of Dear Download, a podcast where we get to share our most intimate and treasured memories of Download Festival. We'll talk about each year, the bands we saw, the bands we missed and everything else noteworthy that happened across the weekend. Also we'll touch upon any news, other festivals and the music industry past, present and future. This week is a music industry episode and we'll be talking about record labels and contracts that you might come across that sort of thing what sort of thing is in uh, might be in those contracts and maybe uh, go over a little bit about what you can do to get yourself in a position to get a contract we'll see how it goes uh i am adam and i'm here with simon hello and good day to you Saya. we obviously had a brief chat before coming on and you said you haven't done any any specific research for this but uh that's fine because uh We've said many times before, you know a lot more on this sub, this sort of subject than I do, so I needed to do the research, whereas you probably don't. And I think it'll be interesting if uh, to see if I came came across anything that uh, you weren't already aware of. Yeah, definitely. I'm interested yeah. to see what comes out of this conversation. Like we said, we always want to do subjects that we're interested in or things that we don't actually know that much about and just generally talk about them and um, try and get a decent conversation out of it so this one yeah <laughs> should should be good yeah excellent uh so how are you doing man how has you how have you been the last couple of weeks since we last spoke yeah not bad mate not bad not bad uh nothing major to report although um obviously those listening won't know that but i was late on to uh doing this podcast because i was actually making the news jingle <laughs> that I said that I would make two episodes ago. So I'm um, I was just doing the vocal part of it. So um I think you're all gonna like it. And it will finally be on this episode when we eventually get to the news section. Uh it's not it's not long off being finished. I'll finish it tonight. So cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing that. I was uh I was I was I was I was all ready to ask uh when we when we got to that bit, ready to <laughs> sort of say, let's see if the the tumbleweed that I put in the last episode is still going. Or, yeah. or if you when are we going to receive this said <laughs> segment that you keep saying? No, it is. Yeah, it's coming. It's coming. Awesome. Anything else? Um, nothing. Nothing from my life. What about you, Bud? How's um? How's the injury? Cool. Uh, I'm back to work now. Uh, well, I say oh. I'm back. I went back last week on Wednesday, and uh, I'm on holiday this week. So. Uh, so I got, Fuck I'm you <laughs> went back for three days and uh get another Fuck week you off. Now. You haven't done much of you in the last few weeks. Uh two months. Uh, so yeah, I I like I said, I I got my um my new duty that I started last week, which is just driving around delivering parcels, like the bigger parcels. So it's a lot less stress on my feet anyway. That's good. And it's it's a bit, uh, it's a bit stressful trying to learn everything at the moment. But I mean, it's the same as all jobs. I, I know most of my town anyway. It's just re-remembering where everything is. Pretty much all, all the roads. And yeah, once I get used to it, it'll be, 
it'd be easy life really yeah yeah <laughs> good man I'm, I'm glad up. yeah i'm glad you switched because i know obviously we we spoke spoke about it before when you said that you might change it up a bit so yeah it's yeah. good that you yeah, actually nice. got it and that you'll get a chance to do something slightly different to what you normally do really you know obviously there's an element of it there but it'd be awesome to add that sort of yeah. driving part to it and see how 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 much you enjoy it compared to bopping around the whole time yeah and uh regular listeners might uh already know well remember uh i said i was worried about putting a little bit of weight on with not uh, walking as much but <laughs> it, i'm still so active with it it's constantly going just not walking 12 miles a day so uh yeah i, I shouldn't put too much weight on if any <clears throat> which would be nice yeah man but yeah other than that i uh there's nothing really else going on for me no not trying to do too much this week we uh but the, 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 both the kids were in nursery monday tuesday uh so we thought we'll spend the whole time trying to clean the house as much as we can because we just don't have time to do it <laughs> that often it gets Fair to, enough obviously you don't have kids it gets to, I, I you know i actually enjoy doing housework doing doing like the cleaning and everything really i, I do because because i don't get chance to do it that often because of the kids True. Like when you get to do it, you're like, yes, I need to do this now. <laughs> Enjoy <laughs> doing it. You'll get there, I'm sure. You I know you might you might end up having more time to do that kind of thing, um, yeah, if if or when maybe. you have kids. But uh, yeah, we we struggle to we, we do the essentials around the house. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's hard. It's hard. Well, kids are hard work, man. Yeah, God, I, I, long, I, yeah, it's, long days. I don't envy you for that, man. There are hard. <laughs> that's going to be a <laughs> a weird time when that eventually happens to me. I'm not sure I'm going to be yeah. able to hack it. I might come to you for loads of advice. Help! Ah, <laughs> <hack> it. <laughs> oh, it's easy, man. You, you're like, well, I've just been saying how hard it is, and then it's uh, it's easy. It's um, you'll be fine. Okay, <laughs> good. Yeah, we 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 were looking at loads of like, like everything that happens at the beginning. You're like, oh, we need to know what that is. We look up online, what's going on, what's happening. Uh, but we've just been winging it for the last couple of years now. It's like, yeah, we 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 got this. We know what we're doing. We got it. <laughs> We know yeah. who we are. Yeah, cool. Nothing else new in my life apart from enjoying cleaning and oh, dust. Yeah. There's so much dust. You probably saw I put an, a, an updated picture of my board games. Up. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it looked awesome. Fucking dust. Uh, we I haven't I haven't dusted that for probably two to three years, and it was really horrible. Holy yeah. shit! Like I said, we just do the essentials. Like, just <laughs> can't get around to doing it um so yeah we ripped it all out rearranged it but yeah just thick layers of dust on wow. all of it so it was it was nice to actually get things clean again <laughs> yeah i bet yeah. jesus a lot of um like stuff gets dusty like i don't know what it's like in yours but in this house like if i don't if we don't clean something for like a week i'm like how is there so much dust everywhere so yeah. if you can clean anything <laughs> for that long you must be like holy shit this is a lot of dust like yeah, crazy amount was- of dust bad <laughs> but um yeah like i said i've said a few times now uh, we've, and i keep going back to talking about my kids and how hard they are but um <laughs> i think i'm done should we, we should we move on to some news and check out your new yeah jingle yeah get it going man also awesome. here you go the premiere the final premiere no no funny noises no stupid things the final well the fastest the final premiere the only premiere of this little jingle thing that should lead us into the news hit it this is the news 
We've got news coming for you now. Just shut up. The, the news is going to come now. This is the news. Go. Do you want to start off? Have you got any news you want to talk uh, about? Well, I would say the main news is Meatloaf sadly passed away. Yeah. Which is a, a definite bit of news because I saw obviously a lot of... Um, I, I put it on the page as well to say like he was a, a genuine sort of um, window into like the sort of rock and metal. Because for, certainly for me and loads of old people probably when I was little, you know, mum would have Meatloaf, Queen, Genesis, all of these people on. And that yeah. was like, you know, the, the the beginning sort of catalyst for getting into to heavier stuff. And um yeah, I was I'm I'm a huge, huge meatloaf fan, so I was devastated by it. And it looks like obviously a lot of other people were as well. A lot of stuff on the download pages and all sorts of pages about how sad people are. Because it's weird, isn't it? Like I always think this, right? When someone dies, it's weird because we've never met these people in our life, right? We we don't have any we've never had any real connection with them. But the weird thing is is when you you really connect people that connect with music you feel like you've connected with that person so before yeah. i thought it was really weird when people used to like genuinely get sad and sort of mourn people and be really sad when they passed away but when people that i really like or liked pass away and then i genuinely get up not upset but you know like i feel i'm like oh my god that sucks yeah. and i understand why especially musicians because yeah you 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 know you connect with them once you connect with their music kind of feel like you have met them and you have connected with them even though you never have so yeah yeah i was i was genuinely really down that day i was like oh my god that's so i mean obviously you know all all the, these people that we like from that time they're all really old now so it's gonna happen that's just what it is but it's just sad isn't it when they pass away finally what about meatloaf for you were you are you ever a meat a meatloaf guy or no, I wasn't the biggest fan. I, I pretty much all of his songs that I heard, I liked. They were really, it was really good music, but it just, mm. you know, it wasn't the kind of thing that I put on yeah. often. Um, my my parents listened to Motown when I was growing up. So nice, uh, <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, Motown's great as well. Yeah, that's cool. Um, well, I'll, I'll do. Um, go on. Sorry. Uh, my dad did have a few other 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 things. I think we listened to the War of the Worlds records. Oh yes, quite 100%. a bit. Uh, yeah. yeah, he did have. Um, I remember he picked me up from Weston one night, and I was quite drunk with a friend, and we we're going through his CDs in his glove box, and he didn't have anything good apart from meatloaf, so we just put that on <laughs> and put on really loud. <laughs> Must have been. Well, I probably didn't annoy him because it was his CD, but um, yeah, no. Nice. Like I, I remember listening to it then, thinking all of these songs are really good, really, mm. really good. Like yeah, but awesome. yeah, generally yeah, yeah, not something sad. I would have put on. Yeah, well, that's cool. You know, like. There was a lot of people I saw posting on posts to say like, yeah, you know, I wasn't a Meatloaf fan, but I can appreciate his music and like kind of what he's yeah, done. And, you know, like, definitely. hell, the first one's still like one of the biggest selling albums of all time. It just proves like how insanely popular that album was. So so quickly, real quick, I'm going to do my top five Meatloaf songs really quickly. Okay. okay. So number five, Original Sin. Number four, Life is a Lemon and I Want My Money Back. Number three, objects in the rearview mirror may appear closer than they are. Number two, paradise by the dashboard light. And number one, you took the words right out of my mouth. There you go. That's my top five nice. songs. So yeah, R.I.P. And I meet me about how one and two are like two of my favorite albums ever. They're in like yeah. it easily in my top ten. So yeah, it was um it sucks, but hey, it's one of those things we're gonna have to get used to over the next few years because. 
it's going to happen again and again and again to unfortunately it loads is, of people yeah. from bands that we love so it just sucks yeah. about how old we're getting think about how old <laughs> the people that we look up to are getting now they're super old we think we're old <laughs> yeah being 25 and um and <laughs> they're like in their like you know 60s and 70s and stuff so it sucks but anyway let's move on um have you i've yeah. got some other bits release i've got some release news um have you okay. got any other news news well i think uh we we probably have to talk about when we were young yes um we do and that that's not going on what you just said about us being old <laughs> the uh there's a uh, is this a hard one i haven't looked into it super much uh, yeah fantastic vocabulary there um <laughs> but there seems to be conspiracy about it and i'm not really sure where it came from so i'm i think most people will know what this is by now but um let's go over it just uh yep just in case so uh it's live nation who are doing it isn't it they just all of a sudden out of nowhere a poster popped up the other day um where with said when we were young on the top which is what is it a festival it's a one day event in las vegas or something yeah yeah and um it basically had every I want to say emo, but I don't know if that's just the memes that are making me say emo. Yeah, it's kind of like every... It's kind of just more like an era because you've got like... Yeah. There's horror punk in there. There's punk. There's emo. There's screamo. There's a slightly bit of like emo metal-y stuff. It's, it's just like anything to do with anything sort of emo-related in any genre is, in yeah. this, is on this bill pretty much. Yeah. But... You know, I didn't get around to writing down all the what all the conspiracies are, but like obviously it's, it looks like an amazing poster, amazing day. Mm. Um, I think everyone went a bit crazy about it for the first couple of days. Yeah, when and then all of a it was sudden, everywhere it was all over everyone on my feed. I was like, oh my lord, people have yeah. gone off the chain to this. It was like memes, fucking everything. I was like, it's been out like an hour. How have people done this already? Yeah, and then after I don't know two, three, four days, something like that you started getting the conspiracies about it one of the first ones that i saw was saying that they're basically putting this on to pay the uh to pay the legal fees for the astro world festival ah, okay have you not seen that one um no another one saying i mean just look at the amount of bands you cannot get them on one day even if it's three three stages you can't get them on on one day and then someone sort of it wasn't from the actual festival, but someone did the, did a mock-up lineup, and basically there was no gaps in between the bands at all. Oh, I get you. So yeah, no sound check, no line check, no swapping over stuff. <laughs> no, but I did see a couple of days after that. Uh, apparently, they've got revolving stages, so they can get all the the other band, the next band, set up behind the and stage, it and they come straight on. Okay. But I mean there were so many good bands on there as well. You would you would just be clashes all over the place. That's the and first thing time. that I started talking to, to people about. Yeah. Um, my friend Ollie um put it up on his page and there was just people underneath just being like, dude, the cla like the clashes, like you'd see you know, you'd see a lot of good bands, but you wouldn't be able to see everyone. Like it'd be one of those where that's why I this is going to sound weird, right? But I don't like it when too many bands that I really like play download. Yeah. Because you know you're going to have to miss someone. 
Yeah. So there's always like a limit at a festival that you want, which is like between like eight and ten bands that you really love. Because yeah. if there's any more than that, you're probably going to have to miss some of them. And that's what really sucks. So this is like, yeah, straight away I was like, holy shit. There's like, <laughs> I could see like 30 bands on this thing, but you know you're never going to see them over. But it's a one day event. One yeah. day. You know, it's, yeah. If it was over a weekend, even that would be bad. But a one day event, ludicrous. Yeah. yeah. And uh, some of the, the lower bands on on the on the, this mock-up uh, lineup, only had 20 minutes and mm. i'm thinking like how i mean they're, they're fairly big bands as well not like huge bands but most of the bands on there were, were were known names yeah bands that would get easily like at least an hour to yeah. hour and a half for a normal set yeah so and like, they're supposed I, to do a 20 minute set yeah i can't i can't and i can't see how you could ever offer someone less than half an hour at a festival you can't yeah, even offer an uh, uh, unsigned band 20 minutes. I think no. out of all, all the gigs I've played, I think 30 must be the limit. I don't ever remember playing a gig that's less than 30 minutes. That's like no. a standard slot. You've got a 30 minute slot. Cool. Yeah. That's all right when you're an unsigned <laughs> band and no one knows your shit. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. if, you're, if you're a band where you've got loads of good stuff, how are you supposed to cram 20 minutes? <laughs> if you're a metal band, that's like two songs. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Some bands, it's crazy. <laughs> uh, there are also some rumours that some of these bands that were on, on the poster didn't even know that they were meant to be playing it. <laughs> that um, does not surprise me at all, <laughs> yeah. Uh, another one uh, was, oh no, I, I can't think of any more other sort of rumours or conspiracies at the moment, but they have they did add a second day, uh, but it would be the same lineup. So instead of spreading the bands out, they just oh. wanted more people to go to see the same day, basically. Well, I mean, you know, if it is if it is legit, which most of it is, I mean, will every band pro- end up playing? Probably not. Will you no. get most of them on there? Probably. So either way, it's going to be they, they're going to get ridiculous. And but I've, I've seen like the cheapest ticket was like two thousand five hundred dollars or something ridiculous was it jesus yeah. yeah i saw someone said it was something like it was 230 dollars uh originally and then i saw someone he actually went through the payment stages and he yeah. got to the end and it was yeah like you said it was two thousand yeah, something two like, grand how part, did they yeah. how did they get up to that much from 230 or something <laughs> like that we say downloads bad yeah. Never complain, people. We get yeah, that was per day. Five days if you go on the Wednesday for oh, 200 mate. and something pounds. Yeah. But yeah, after they added the second day, that sold out straight away. So they added yeah, a third not day. Surprised. But the third day was the next weekend. So they must be doing like a Saturday and Sunday. So the third day is the Saturday after. And oh, my saying, God. Like, you expect all of these bands to hang around in Las Vegas for a week to play the third day. I mean, that would be pretty crazy. Yeah, if you were in Las Vegas, if yeah, but yeah, I mean, imagine that you'd you'd have to book, you'd have to book a hotel for an entire week in Las Vegas, see yeah. the see twice, then just stay in Las Vegas for four or five days, and then watch. That's ridiculous, ludicrous. Yeah, but don't the weird thing is, I'm surprised. I mean, before I've gone to get gig tickets, and I've been like, how? Even if I like the band, I'm like, how much? 
Maybe that makes me a, me a cheapo. I don't know. But some people will pay shit loads of money to see bands. Yeah. It's insane. I moan about the price of download ticket going up every year. And that's how many bands. When, when I, like some big bands, when they do, you know, arenas and stuff like that, when I'm like, how much for a ticket? No way. <laughs> I ain't paying yeah. that. I don't care who you are. Like, just, it's just too much for a ticket. Yeah. So I don't know. But there's always people willing. That's the problem. The people that are willing to pay expensive <laughs> prices, pay them. So the pr- ticket prices will never go down. No. They'll just keep going up because people keep paying the most for them. But hey, if you want to see a band so bad, people just get crazy, don't they? And they'll just pay anything. So, Yeah. Um, I Honestly, I I can't see it being a real thing. Well, no, it has to be. A, uh, it should be. I don't know. But basically what I'm saying is I don't know whether it's real or not. If if you're th- if you're interested in going, then you should definitely <laughs> look it up. Uh, mm. Don't take what we've said uh, for anything at all. You know, don't uh, believe us. This is just what we've read. Go and go and have a look. I, I'm trying to avoid saying the words. Go and do your own research because I've had enough of people saying that over the pandemic. I did my own research. <laughs> Fucking pricks. <laughs> But it's yeah, different go though. This is about a festival. And do your research. Yeah, yeah. Go and do your own <laughs> festival research. I'm not going to do it for you. Yeah, but that was definitely something. It's definitely interesting, and I'm looking mm. forward to how it pans out. So yeah, it was definitely newsworthy. Oh, definitely. But I don't want to give advice either way. Mm. <laughs> I'm with you, bud. Cool. Uh, were you uh, were you going to go into something else before I said about that? All right, sweet. So, um, yeah, I'll just run through some quick release stuff that uh, has been on my radar. Um, uh, a band that I really like uh, called Modern Era. Um, they're playing Download next year. Um, their album Victim of a Modern Age came out um, literally last week on Friday. Cool. Uh, it's really good. Awesome. Um, if you haven't heard this band and you like 30 Seconds to Mars mixed with like Nine Inch Nails and a little bit of Screamo, really electronic. Um, kind of hard to define, but all that stuff sort of in a can. Um, very, very good. Uh, if I was to give it a score, I would give it an eight out of ten. It's really, really good, worth a listen. Um, cool. New Loathe song, Demorpheus Display. <laughs> they love their complicated <laughs> words. Again, really weird, really chilled out, Deftone style, um, clean vocals. You know, some some great screams on it, and it's just another good loathe song it's just another progression of them yeah. so that's another really good one uh and finally ghost released a new song uh called um call me little sunshine and that's really good as well i thought yeah it sounded a little bit like something f- from um reload metallica okay it's got the same sort of i can't describe it it's got the same guitar tone and the same sort of vibe and when i heard it i was like if you were to get rid of his vocals and put james hetfield's on it it could be on reload. Yeah. It's like that kind of uh mid nineties Metallica period. Um and I thought that was really good as well. And that's just the stuff that's come onto my radar in the last week that I checked out to see uh what the crack was. Yeah. So yeah, cool. that's it. Releases from me. I haven't noticed anything being released recently. I've um I do I do quite check on my Spotify on the release radar, but nothing intro oh, Corn had a new single, but I've not actually listened to it. But yeah, nothing. Oh, oh, uh, album you know wise. Should have put that on now. I listened to it. I didn't like it. No, I really liked the first one they um, released. 
because they've put them on the same. I think they're going to do that thing where they release loads of songs from the album one after the other, like each yeah. month or whatever until the album comes out and then put them out kind of like what Sleep Token did. But yeah, I really like that first one, but I, I wasn't so keen on the new one they released. I listened to it in the gym. I was like, maybe a few more listens and I might get into it. But yeah, I should have put that on the list as well. I did listen to that. Completely forgot about it. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Uh, but yeah, like, I, I haven't come across anything that I've been interested in that's been released recently. So I just, just thought it was a bit of a slow time for music. But uh, maybe I'm just not into very much at all. <laughs> There's nothing's... Um, I don't know. Don't know what to say. You about are. That. You are. You're the. You're the new guy now. You're not the, the new guy. You're not a one album guy anymore, and <laughs> you're not. You're not. You know, a stick in the mud. You're. You're all about it now. So. It's yeah. Like, so it's going to come along soon. You're going to be like, boom! Listen to this, bitch. Yeah. Do you know, there was a couple of bands actually. I I put on, um, like uh, I went on to it was Saliva Radio on Spotify. You know where it plays bands that are similar, and there's a couple of bands. Oh yeah, that's to, cool. Um, cool. I can't remember what they're called now. Egypt Central. Egypt Central is one of them. Have you heard of them? No, never heard of them. No, I can't really describe what they were because they were quite early on in my walk. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, shall we check out your new? No, we've done this, but haven't we? We're on the news already. Shall we bring Ronnie in? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. Yeah. Yeah, Ronnie. Yeah. Ronnie. Bring in the Ronnie. 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 Thank you, Ronnie, for that wonderful. It's not an intro, is it? Fuck me. Um, that wonderful segue. Ah, that's the right one. Awesome. There we go. The music industry and uh, record labels. Like I said earlier, you know far more than me about this. Uh, so I, I've watched uh, I've watched a few videos um, on YouTube. So, I mean, I'll just link the videos and then you know, we don't have to talk about it. We'll uh, skip to the end. Um, <laughs> skip to the end. See you later. <laughs> no, uh, I, I found, uh, yeah, there's a, pro- there's a couple of people that I found that were really good. Um, and I, I did learn a lot. One thing I learned, actually, was, uh, th- have you heard of 360 contracts? Nope. No, excellent. Something straight out of the bat. Okay, so so that um record labels and contracts. So there was a point back when oh yeah, this is what I was gonna say this as well earlier. When when you said about us being old, I, I was gonna say then I, I it's a new drinking game because we're probably gonna say back in the day or something of that ilk quite a lot in this part because we'll be talking about Okay, I get you. Yeah, when we were young and what the music industry was like, and what we knew about it. Here, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. If we say something like that, you should drink. But yeah, growing up, we the it basically you had to have a a record deal, didn't you? You couldn't really do it on your own. And as as far as I was aware, I mean, I I I thought this up until well, not thought it, but. I didn't know anything other than this up until recently as well. Basically, you you get a band together, you gig as much as you can, and hope somebody from a record label just happens to catch you at a show and says, "I like that band," we should sign them. But it's completely different now. Like we've talked about with um with Adam Leader on episode four, he said that you it's basically a brand, isn't it? You've got to there's so yeah. many things you've got to do for yourself now um, instead of just 
making an awesome band and gigging as much as you can. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, back in the day, you would have, well, as I perceived it, this isn't necessarily what it was, but in the early day when I like started first being in bands and stuff, I, I, that that was what we thought you do. You you go, you play gigs, you think someone notices you. But then again, we had the um, we, we had a book called the Unsigned Guide. Okay, this must have been in two thousand and six, right? And um, it had all of the um publishing houses, all of the record labels, and all of their addresses and phone numbers in it. So bands would use that to like make PR packs or call them, or send them demos or CDs and stuff. So people, you know, it wouldn't have been as easy to get in touch with them back then. Some people would have used email, but we didn't have that sort of stuff then. So, but like you said, yeah, that was the kind of thing you've done. Just play loads of gigs, hope someone notices you, send a few things off to record labels, hope someone listens to it. It's actually <laughs> a, a, like in, insane how some bands got discovered. Because I know they would send, you know, some people had had probably still do have jobs of going to gigs to watch bands yeah thinking they were good and then they take them back to the office and say right well i've seen this band they're great and then someone else goes and listens to them blah, blah blah so that sort of shit probably still happens not on the level that it was because now you could just go onto someone's spotify and listen to them you don't actually have to go and see them live yeah. i'm not sure i don't know how much a live performance like puts you in situ for getting a record deal like, what if they listen to you on Spotify and you sound amazing? Yeah. And they see you live and you're terrible. Because some bands really aren't good live. They're great on, or, you know, they can make it sound fantastic. But maybe on stage, they quite, don't quite have the same oomph. So I don't even know how far that goes in affecting you. Because no. does that matter? Is that Do you have to be really good live to... I mean, I, I can, I've seen some signed bands that don't sound <laughs> like signed bands live. So does is that a factor as well like that's interesting thing to sort of that is yeah ask someone isn't it like does it does it matter yeah <laughs> like, yeah who cares if you sound good on spotify who gives a shit like yeah um i remember back when i was in college this was oh probably coming up to 20 years ago now probably 16 years ago now because we we're doing music everybody wanted that job to be that person who goes to gigs just just goes to gigs for a living and finds yeah. new bands and um, I remember someone asked the, our lecturer, I'm not sure how well he knew the industry at the time, but he said there's probably only about 400 jobs of that in the country, of people doing that kind of thing in the country. So it basically told everybody, don't even think about it. Like I, said, <laughs> I don't know how how reliable that was from him. And obviously that was that was a long time ago now as well. So as you said, it's probably going to be a lot less. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think one one um, statistic that's always stuck with me, I don't really know why, uh, but it was about Nickelback. And Nickelback toured on their own for nine years, just touring around, I assume it was just America, maybe around the world. But yeah, on their own money, just toured and toured and toured until they got noticed. And yeah. that that's going to be the same, similar story to many, many other bands. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. I guess now it kind of is different because before, I guess you would have had to do that to get people to notice you unless you got your song on the radio or yeah played on certain... I mean, America works differently, doesn't it? Because their states are split 
and they have you know radio stations that only do certain states or only do certain cities and i know we have a little bit of that here but we're so much smaller theirs is like almost mini countries by themselves so it would have been crazy to actually go and even tour that like it's even mental just going around doing all the little places around england do you know what i mean like yeah yeah and it is that is weird because like you said you could tour for nine years yeah. you know nine years of doing all this off your own back and then get discovered where now you know a, a, someone from a label could just go onto your spotify they don't even have to you don't have to do any of that no, i'm yeah. sure bands have like uh done uh, released something really good played two gigs got signed yeah. guarantee that's happened yeah like these old bands are going around for like nine years some next band comes <laughs> along they've got a good myspace page they play two gigs and they get signed like <laughs> do you know what i mean space. i had a good that MySpace was bound page. to happen though yeah like bands like bring me the horizon they yeah. wouldn't have been shit without my they were myspace bands yeah because so people were hyping them up and playing their stuff and sharing them and doing all that through myspace a lot of those bands in that kind of era that's that like it made those bands without them i'm not sure they would actually be here today so no and that that stuff was really weird how much of a crazy impact it had when um the internet and social media really got involved in bands because it genuinely made people like now if you get your song on tiktok and people start using it for like millions of tiktok videos forget about it your 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 spotify is going to go through the roof yeah yeah. So it's weird. We never had. They never sort of had those things before where you could do it. Radio was the probably the closest thing. If you got your track on a, like a rock radio station, that's pretty good because you get it out to as many people as possible. Yeah. But now, if something trends, forget about it. Yeah. You're done. That's one thing. I I saw a lot of actually. I know you said about it before. Is is nobody listens to albums anymore? It's all playlists. And um. Yeah. So there's one guy actually. There's one guy. Uh, YouTube channel that i found his name was damien keys or k-e-y-e-s K-E-Y-E-S. and um he's very he's playing the game like you said and like lots of times he's playing the game like the social media game that everyone has to play and i feel like i understand it a bit more now because he knows his stuff and he's doing it all um so like mm. some of the videos uh were so clickbaity but they had to be if that makes sense yeah, like yeah, yeah things like um tinder is ruining your music career uh three words that will kill your music career joe rogan just broke the music industry all that <laughs> kind of stuff but yeah classic titles but they were engaging as well um I, I did come across some other people who just sort of stood there talking and it was probably really interesting stuff probably good stuff but it wasn't a proper youtube video like it wasn't what you expect these days so i just got bored after yeah. a couple of minutes mm. but um yeah so many of his, of his videos was saying like how to get into the right playlist in like four minutes or something like that or oh yeah so much about playlists now so there's so much that you know even though i've been looking up all this stuff so much that i still don't know yet so it's definitely going to be interesting playlists definitely like that there's a it's like a, a metal, there's like these big metal playlists. And then you you know it's big because like if Loathe bring out a new song or someone of that ilk, they'll retweet saying, they'll retweet what Spotify done because it will be like, then our new song's been added to the 
metal playlist on Spotify. And that's huge because that right. playlist has like a quarter of a million people listening to it. Yeah. So then you have a possibility of a quarter or, you know, not even a quarter, say 50,000 of those people know your band. You have 200,000 people that don't know your band that could yeah. possibly, even though there's like 600 songs on this playlist, there's a possibility that 30,000 of those could listen to your track and then get into your band. And then that's 30,000 extra people that are going to go to your Spotify and possibly listen to the rest of your stuff or even yeah. listen to that song and over again. That happens a couple of million times. We spoke about that before in past episodes on our Spotify special. You know you're going to get revenue from it. So yeah. you're right. Like playlists, especially, I don't know about other types of music. I know a little bit about the DMB scene. I don't really know anything about the, the, the pop or that stuff and how it works. But definitely when it comes to bands and the metal scene, playlists are huge at the moment. If you get, if your band gets on a really good playlist, that could literally do you for quite some time and you would be very happy to get those listeners. So yeah, dude, you're totally right with the playlists. Yeah. It's mad. Absolutely mad. We should we should try and get on some podcaster playlists. It'll be mm. days long if you <laughs> <laughs> but uh, um No, it was two um... how long is this playlist? Playlist is two weeks long. <laughs> No, there was a guy on Facebook, on the Facebook download group, actually, making uh, a playlist of every single band that everybody involved could think of. He was going through Whoa. every couple of days. He would put, like, give me every single band or every or artist. It could be pop artists. Give me every single artist you know of in the comments, and I'll add them to I'll add their most popular song to this playlist. And once he got oh, to the shit. end... Um, I don't know if uh, Josh from Death by Kai is still listening, but uh, I I got Death by Kai in there. <laughs> You're nice. welcome. I think I was the only person who mentioned Raunchy. Um, yes. Which so yeah, I got Raunchy in there. You're welcome, Raunchy. I know you li- I know you're definitely <laughs> listening. They 100 <laughs> percent listen to this podcast. I can tell you that right away. But yeah, that was um, that was that that was probably days long. I can't remember how oh, many. Oh yeah, uh, it was definitely. Gonna be, yeah ridiculous I, I think it was crashing some people's phones when they tried to load it up <laughs> but uh it was oh, it was awesome that's cool man that's awesome <laughs> yeah that's a great idea like you know fuck it let's just do all these crazy playlists that's awesome yeah do you know what i'll tell you like you, all, all the things i learned about what bands could do to help them get on to like the next step towards getting signed and everything i you know i said that um the guy I found, Damien Keys, he was doing it all. And I, it was exhausting even learning about it, reading it, because I know it's the sort of thing that we could do for the podcast as well. All, mm. I mean, I'll go over some of the things he said later, but I was like, I, that is just that just sounds exhausting thinking about doing yeah, all of that stuff, like posting 10 times a day. Well, no, he didn't say to post times, 10 times a day, but he said you can post 10 times a day as long as you're posting good stuff, you know, if you're just spamming for the sake of posting 10 times a day, then people will forget about you. But yeah, yeah, it's all really interesting stuff. And um, yeah, well, it's kind of weird. It's almost like it's come full circle because uh, it was really hard to get signed before. And then the internet and how the music industry changed within that sort of sweet zone made it far easier. Yeah. Um, And now because it's so oversaturated, it's sort of reverted back to being quite difficult again. 
Right. Well, that's certainly how I perceive it. So yeah. it's almost gone in a full, full circle because it was supposed to get easier. But now because everyone <laughs> and their dog can release music, yeah. it's actually way harder to get to actually get in there. So it made things better for a while. But now, like you said, you have to put so much work, but just different things. You know, you don't have to tour for nine years. No. But you've got to do or you've got to sell yourself. Like Lida said, you've got to make the band into a brand. Yeah. You've got to do merch. You've got to do things. You've got to do the certain people. You've got to play gigs with the certain people. You've got to play certain... It's, it's, it's crazy. It is yeah. just mad. Like, absolute... It's gone mental again. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, shall we... Um. I'm sure most people will know what a record label is and what they do. Well, maybe not everything they do, but what, what they are. But let's, uh, let's go from the very basics, just in case. And so, a record label is basically a bank. Uh, or that's what that's what it always used to be when back in the day going on you know from what we knew about uh, record labels it was basically a bank you would they would take your band on and say and say right we'll give you let's say 250,000 pounds and we will sell your music uh, but there's there was all sorts of things that could have been involved in that you know they, they could have ended up having the right to your to your music so once you stopped, once your contracts run out, they can still sell your albums. You you cannot sell your albums anymore. There was all sorts of things, um, mm. but they, they they would help with um, studios. You know, they would have the the network to all the the best studios, even though they cost well, some of the best ones cost thousands per day, which is loads of money. My yeah. God, again, like it is not even necessary anymore. Um, you can do it at home. Well, some people can do it at home. Yeah, but fuck yeah. You can do some of the stuff at home and only pay for a couple of days in the studio. So uh, doing certain bits that you're not not sure about. But yeah, it was all the mixing and mastering. Um, like I said, they, they help with the distribution. You know, they'll already have the contacts for getting your CD out. Well, even making the CDs, you know, <laughs> pressing yeah. it. Is it pressing? I'm not sure what it's called. But basically, yeah, getting that digital file onto hundreds of thousands of CDs and sent out to all the shops around the world. Yeah, that, yeah, distribution and marketing must have been, are probably two of the biggest benefits of being on a proper label. Yeah. Because, like you said, they've got the money, they've got the distribution, and they know where to put it, and they've got money to pay to put it in the right places. Yeah. Yeah. So, Just imagine that, trying yeah, to do that yeah. yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, bands do it every day. Bands are literally doing it while we're speaking. Yeah. <laughs> like the bands are just literally doing it now, like coming up with loads of fucking ways to try and get as many people yeah. listening to their music. But I mean, that again, like you said, that's how things have changed. Well, back when I was in a band, the, the mentality was, yeah, let's get together and play some awesome music. Now, I suppose when you get a band together, younger people, it would just be natural for them, I guess, but for older people they have to try and get into that mentality and and sort of say everyone has to pull their weight you know have to put the work in you know one of us will try and get this shipped to all over the country or you know mm. a couple of people dedicated to social media and you have to do it for two hours every day or something like that i don't know mm. i assume that's what i'm guessing it's like to be in a band these days or to be in a band that wants to be successful yeah well definitely you have to have people doing that and everyone has to sort of chip in 
and uh, you you probably normally have normally have. Well, I remember in Second Self we had what, two of us on the Facebook and Instagram and stuff, sort of sharing sharing it and posting and you know doing photos and all sorts of shit and just trying to keep it updated weekly with different stuff. It would be it might be like a gig shot or we're playing this gig here or just anything really to like you said keep the people engaged and just um keep it ticking over because you, you unless you are a huge band you can't just like go away for like a month yeah because people literally forget you exist that's yeah. just how it is being being in in a small band so you need to constantly and like you said it can't be spam because then people will just switch off yeah so it has to be sort of new engaging stuff and like that's a job in itself you know people Hard have work. that job for bands and for festivals for download they got a media division all the people that work for live nation they do all that you know this is literally someone's job yeah. so when you're in a band if you want if one of you two of you three whatever it's literally a, something that you constantly have to do especially in this day and age yeah yeah definitely i i'm glad i'm not got i haven't got any interest in being <laughs> in a band anymore <laughs> <laughs> what else we've come gone over pretty much ev- yeah we've gone over pretty much everything or most of the things they'll do there there would be other little things um but yeah but reiterating that they put that cost in at the beginning they put the money in and say this is what we're going to do for you but they obviously have to take that money back somehow um and most of the time it was through cd sales and and i think we said before uh, i think i heard if you're a you know fairly successful band half decent band you won't make any money from like the first couple of albums at least two maybe three because they'll be taking mm. all their money back i think i heard they they take it from the gross something i wrote it down damn it let's try and find it there was a reason why i didn't pass my uni course my notes are all over the fucking place <laughs> literally i've got like three pages of notes and uh they're not in any decent order so (laughs) i'm just scrolling uh it doesn't matter anyway yeah i I think the gross is what they take it from and when you finally get to take money yourself as the as the artist um it's called the net something uh so yeah that's pretty much what they they used to do now these Mm -hmm. days I'm going to fail straight away here because I've got written down what one of my headers is. There are four types of um, contracts that you can get now or four of the sort of most common ones. I don't know what all four are. Um, I, <laughs> they weren't actually said in the videos that I watched. It just said there are four types of contracts, but I know a couple of them. One is the so the most common one people will come across now is the 360 contract or and I've got a fancy name for it written down here. Uh, and it's bold and underlined so I can find it easily. Uh, <laughs> ancillary rights. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's a 360 deal. Basically, because artists and record labels don't make anywhere near as much money from from CD sales anymore or streams, they've basically gone and said, I mean, they don't put as much money in because of that because they don't need really to make as many CDs anymore. Mm-hmm. They don't need to pay for the uh, as much for the recording of it. But they, they have basically sort of said, well, we want to put in this contract that we can take some money from your merch sales or your touring or something like that. Or, I mean, they they can put anything in. Uh, their 
record labels they're, they're sort of traditionally not traditionally they're sort of to me maybe i'm not going to say this for everybody but to me they are known to be slimy and do whatever they can to get money from you screw you over basically i've heard so many horror mm. stories yeah so some of them I've, I've i've heard some can they'll put in all sorts of things to try and get money from you like even if you get another job <laughs> there's nothing to do with music they'll say we can take it from that and so you um, one of the things that I kept hearing over and over again is you need a lawyer. You need a music lawyer to go over a contract with you before signing anything to do with a record company. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, definitely. Like I would a hundred times have people go over that and uh, and make sure it's all good. Luckily, I have got um, a friend of mine that I that I met. <laughs> You've got a guy. I've got a guy for that. That is that is that is, <laughs> that is yeah. He's there. He's there for me, man. I got him. Awesome. If I ever need that shit, it's going straight to his door. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, it's all <laughs> it's all fancy wording as well. Because it's like lawyers. Obviously, yeah. The, the the record label will have their own lawyers, so they'll write it up in like all fancy wording, and and you might not even know what any of it means. So yeah, another mm-hmm. reason why you need to take it to a lawyer. But yeah, I think that's pretty much most of what the three sixty deal is. It's basically and 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 it is the most common one that you'll get these days. Um, yeah it sounds like it makes sense like in this day and age you know they're not going to put as much in because they're not necessarily going to get as much out yeah um and like you said like they'll they'll say okay well these guys are probably gonna have quite good merch sales so we're gonna take we're gonna take from that uh they're gonna be playing a lot of gigs they're gonna take from that are they gonna make a lot of money on spotify possibly okay Take would you know we'll dabble in a little bit in everything or take everything from one or the other. So yeah, it makes sense. And like you said, it costs less to record in places. Recording costs less. You can get better quality recording for less money now than you probably you definitely would have been able to do even fifteen years ago. So yeah, it does that. Con- I mean, it's probably not great when you're signing it. I mean, it, it'd be such a difficult choice. There's so many ups and downs from yeah being independent necessarily to them being on but then if you do get big or you do something really well is it better to be on a label because the support that you get or do you not get any support it's it's so difficult to say isn't it yeah. some bands have spoken very highly about the labels that were on and we've spoke about roadrunner and people like that before and then some people have just said an absolute nightmare the whole time so I guess it, it. I think it probably matters who you go with. Yeah, you're gonna have to have done the research, spoke to people who are on it, who who were on it or whatever, and make sure that you get all the information before you sign on the dotted line, baby. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, because there, there can be all types of contract as well. So, um, oh yeah, no, uh, probably this could have been added at the beginning, but um, so the contract could say we're gonna sign you for four albums. Or it could say we can mm. assign you for one song because that's what we think we want from you. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all going to be different, but um, th- what they'll have a lot these days are called options. I don't know if you've heard of them as well. So uh, the example, the example I heard was, say they do want to sign you for one song or one hit song. If you write a song and it doesn't go very well, that's not a hit song. Uh, but if you do do write a song and it goes well and they've got like an option in there saying well we can get a second song out of you if we choose Mm. it's basically them going we can change it later and get more from you if we want to 
So that's some things that you've got to uh, keep a lookout for as well. But again, you, 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 the lawyer would come across that. Break it down for yeah. you. And yeah, if you didn't understand the legal... I, why, I've been through legal.com. This is from a, a completely different thing, but from a facility side, it was what I do for a job. And we had to do alterations to a building that had a listing on it. And I had to go through a whole legal thing with that. And it was an app. Like, I was even receiving emails from these lawyers, from these solicitors and people like that. And I was ringing my boss just saying, I can't even get through this email because the jargon is just strong. Like, we don't know. We've got our own, like, we've got our own like company solicitors and lawyers so you send them this and you say you you break this down for me into layman's terms yeah because i need to make the decision and that's what they do so it's exactly what would happen to get though from that they'd look for it and they go right this is what you need to know (laughs) this is what you need to do these are the options boom and then you can do it but yeah if me and you were to sit here and read through one of these legal documents before you'd be like uh (laughs) what the yeah. Like, what yeah, the hell is this? I have all sorts of stuff in them. You know, I, I struggled mm. even with university, with that kind of thing. I, um, I've i always been, you know, fairly knowledgeable. Not, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what words to say without sounding too big-headed, but without without putting myself down as well. But, you know, I've always done okay. You know, through college, I could get through college knowing, like, through my music course. Mm-hmm. On the knowledge that I already had, I could basically blag it because I already had that. But university was different. I didn't have that knowledge, and I struggled to actually learn. And I and the textbooks that I had, like I I couldn't get through the first page, and I was like, "Shit, I fucked up here." <laughs> um, the same same as you said then, like with the jargon, it's like yeah. I don't understand yeah. what this is even saying. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah you, it was need, my you own... need your head to break it down for you, but you're just like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> nope. Right, so yeah, it was my own down, my yeah, my own downfall was mm. that uh, I didn't have to try very much beforehand, <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're like, I've got to try really hard now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, so uh, also in these um contracts, it all like I said, it all have um how long the contracts for. It also it will also say who pays for what as well. So like, it's all sorts of stuff like like the the list we went through a minute ago. Uh, who pays for the recording, who pays for the distribution. And then it also have who gets paid for all of that, who gets paid mm. for the work they do. Yeah. And how much the royalty split was. Do you know, do you, do you know how much uh, you would sort of typically expect from a, what was it, from a CD sale? Was it? I've got, I've definitely oh, got a God, percentage. I have no idea. No, it's, it's, a, it's like a, a number that's always been secret. You know, no, I mean, obviously, like I said, all these things are different anyway, but like, there's not a a number that is obvious that, um, that's well known how much you would roughly yeah. get from it. Because, yeah, like, c- yeah, CDs have never really changed much in price, you know, 10 to 15 pounds. So, you would think you would have, like, with all the artists out there, you would be able to have, you get like an average amount that they get from. I mean, maybe, maybe there is, maybe I just not looked into it before. <laughs> Yeah, if you've put it on a label, if you've made your own, like I've been in bands before, we've made our own CDs. They're good quality CDs with covers and all that shit. And then you just sell them for whatever you try and do to make a profit for what you paid for them. So, yeah, I guess it depends on, like you said, with the 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 net and gross thing. Once yeah. the label has got their money back, then you get. So it's probably only a small percentage, really. But even 
it's obviously changed because, dude, bands like Biscuit and Park and Puppet they bought fucking houses off of the money that they got. Like, yeah. They were raking it in. But don't get me wrong, they were selling a shitload of CDs because they were all popular. But people weren't were making a shitload of money before. Yeah. And we'd done the whole Spotify working out that you can still make a lot of money being a big band these days. Yeah. Is it, you know, is the di- is the difference in the comparison, you know, negligible where it's like, it's pretty <laughs> much similar to what it would have been before. But like you said, what's the magic number that the CDs were? And has it, has it gone anywhere? Or Yeah, well, now it is apparently, um, so yeah, the, the, the other woman I found on YouTube, she's actually, uh, she's an artist, but she's also a lawyer herself. So she was saying like the number she would look for is 14 to 16%. Uh, of the net okay or if you know for a huge huge artist probably 16 to 20 or 18 to 20 percent so 20 percent of like let's say an album sells for 15 pounds 10 percent of that one pound 50 three they're getting maybe three pound per cd sold yeah which but that's that's the the biggest people What's three quarters? Yeah, that would be like three quarters. Three pounds. Yeah. Forty-five. Oh, two pound twenty-five. You say just over two quid per CD sold, which doesn't sound like a lot, <laughs> does it? It doesn't. But then, the the even if that was the number twenty years ago, the amount of CDs some of these bands were selling was crazy. But then, like you said, then you've always got to split it five ways or yeah, wherever the rest of that money goes. I don't know. Uh, do you know? I I I came across a statistic as well it was for america uh, i couldn't actually find much of uk specific content youtube on well, uh, uk specific stuff let's just say stuff <laughs> uh, but yeah in um in the early 2000s 2003 i think it might have been in america 731 million albums sold Ooh. how many do you think i think this is from 2021 so how many do you think that has gone down by last by last year. So what was the what was the date? Sorry, uh, so it was early two thousands. I can't remember the exact year, but they it was like around two thousand and one, two thousand and three, when music kicked off. Uh, and that was us. how many? Seven hundred thirty-one million. Fucking hell. Seven hundred thirty-one million, and then what was until twenty twenty-one? Yeah, last year. How much do you reckon that might have gone down by? Down by, or can I just give you a number? Oh, yeah, just give me a number. Sorry, yeah. 700, yeah, that was the... 731 million, yeah. Oh, million. Seven, three, sorry. Seven... <laughs> it's, it's a hard question. I, I understand. Say... It's, it's actually a weird and hard question. To, it's hard, I don't hard know. to get your head round. 500,000? Uh, they're down to 31 million. So they've 31? Basically... Well, I was fucking way off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, thirty-one million. They, yeah, well, yeah, they yeah, okay. lost seven hundred million. I was going to work out the percentage of how much that is down by, but I didn't. But yeah, seven hundred million in in the space of like twenty years, because Shit. everyone's streaming now. Yeah, of course. Yeah, definitely. Mm. People are still buying CDs and records. Like you said, records are back in a huge way. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so yeah, tapes. crazy. That's crazy. Tapes are back. I don't understand. No one has tape players anymore. Not even like. Oh god! I saw today. Cool. Yeah, on um, I saw on Mushroom Heads Facebook today. They're like, get our first album, like the very first one from like nineteen ninety three on tape. 
Like loads of people were buying it. It's cool. It's a cool thing to have. Like the tapes like see-through blue and they make them look so awesome now. You know, you could just display it yeah. and it looks really sick. Um, so I understand for that value, but I don't know if people are actually listening to them because I could tell you right now, people, right? If you're thinking of getting a tape deck and a player, tapes sounded like shit. Yeah, just get, just get a record player like everybody else just, at the moment. Yeah, just get a record player or play it on CD or stream it because tapes, there's a reason it's a dead technology. Yeah. Because it was shit. <laughs> and you listened to the tape a few times and it would sound even worse than the first time you listened to it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just bitter because loads of my tapes got wrecked and, you know, the tape deck and like, oh, fucking all sorts of shit. Tapes is, it's a nice memory. It's not something I would buy ever again. No, I think the only tapes I ever had was from Haven Holidays. Like, uh, that, that was it. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't have music. No proper music. I, I think I must have got into it just at the point where CDs were a big, in. big thing. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see what else I've got here. Because yeah, I mean, we going, going back to lawyers. There's something that you pretty much must avoid. But I mean, a lawyer again. A lawyer would catch this. But they they, they might put in might put in there uh, something that's called repayable advances. Um. Which basically means that does not sound good straight no. <laughs> away. Basically, the debt doesn't get paid if you leave if they kick you off of the label. Mm. So, you, I mean, you could still end up having to pay it back even if you're not a band anymore. That's bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know that just reminded me of when you said that. And um, if you listen to this and you were in a band, or I don't, I'm not sure how often they do this anymore, but I always they probably still do it actually, especially in London. Um, but in London, a big thing when you're a band was they d- used to do gigs and they were called pay to play. Yeah. So if you were wanted to play like a, a bigger sort of venue, like the Underworld or someone like that, and you were, you were an unsigned band, some companies would do this thing which was called pay to play. So it was you had to sell a certain amount of tickets before they would let you play the gig. Yeah. And that was such a shit thing to do because you basically had to beg people to buy tickets from you, yeah, just so you could play the gigs. Yeah, it's... actually, in like 2011, I went round London with Adam Leader of Inceptor <laughs> yeah. Sun, giving. I think he said this on the podcast. Yeah, giving, begging people, and giving. He drove round London to give people tickets just so they could play a gig. Yeah, I can't even. Remember. I think it was at the Barfly or something. I can't remember. <laughs> It's but, yeah, it's like, crazy, isn't crazy. it? Like I, 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 when you said it, I thought it must have been. I think it was around 2010. I don't know how long it lasted for. I don't think it was a huge thing here, but I definitely heard about it at the time, mm. and it was bullshit. Like I avoided them like the plague. Yeah. The bands I was in, I was like, pay to play. Fuck that. I'd rather play a free gig in some shit pub. Yeah. Then, then <laughs> work my ass off to play to the. 30, 40 tickets that you've sold to people that genuinely didn't want to come to the gig in the first place. <laughs> yeah. What a fucking... Because you don't get anything out. This is the thing. Then you think you're selling and loads of people coming, but you're not You're not getting anything from it. You're not gaining any new fans. You're not doing anything there. I mean, the people that you've sold the tickets to might come and maybe the other band, but I don't know. It, just, it didn't have the same sort of feel as you could play another gig and there would be loads of people there that haven't seen you before. When you've gone around begging your friends. Yeah. And then you just look like an arsehole. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I always hated that pay-to-play thing. It's horrible. Oh, it sucks. I haven't spoken about. It. I haven't. I haven't even thought about it in ages. <laughs> as soon as you were talking about the thing where like you have to pay back the label, yeah, I was just like, it just jarred this memory in my head of holy fuck, pay-to-play gigs. <laughs> I remember those. They're probably still going. They definitely still happening. Yeah, a hundred percent. I bet you any money they're still happening. Yeah, but uh, yeah. if if someone offers you pay to play, don't do it. There's <laughs> plenty of free gigs you can play all over the country. Don't do a pay to play. Yeah. it's not worth it. No, it's not worth it. Ah, label takes from the top. It's called gross receipts, and whatever is left over is called net receipts. There we go. I found it net, in the end. There I go receipts or oh, another another type uh i don't know if it's a type of contract it might be a type of contract on its own but apparently record labels are trying to get into uh your publishing deal as well at the moment so usually uh the record label don't deal with the publishing which is i'm pretty sure that's um just like the marketing isn't it and distribution that all that kind of stuff yeah thought it was i i, I had to confirm though but yeah, but they they don't usually deal with that. But because they're not making much money other places, they could say, "Well, you know, you know, we we we'll sort the publishing out for you," which um is is not always a good idea because they you know maybe they don't know what they're doing. They haven't been doing it for like years and years and years. Like another company that you probably would normally go to has, mm. and and that that money that you would pay the publishing company wouldn't go to the record label at all so they sort of want in on that money like, oh, we oh i get you because they're missing out on that yeah revenue yeah they give, want as much as possible give us some of that money please but yeah like <laughs> yeah i think i think i've gone through all of my notes that i've got yeah that's that's all the that's pretty much all the notes i've got written down for this i mean there's so much more that i could go into but i mean these people they, they've been doing it for years they knew exactly what they're talking about it's taken me mm. But I said earlier I was going to go into some of the things that um, uh, Damien Keyes said that you can do for yourself to help promote yourself a little bit in the first place. It's because it, it's all about leverage. And if if you've if you've done all, done a lot of the work yourself on like say your social media and you've built a fan base in the first place, you can go to the record label and say, look, this is what we can bring in. Kind of kind of like the pay to play, really, but doing the work yourself and not paying money. Yeah. But yeah, you do the work. I get what you mean with leverage, though, because, yeah, you can sort of sweeten the deal and yeah. say, look, we got, I don't know, like, say say if you, we got 10,000 followers on Facebook, and if we go onto your label, that's 10,000 more ears that you've got on your product. Yeah. Because we're going to be playing with bands that are on the same label, touring with them and doing all this shit. So it, it brings your other acts up. Yeah. So that, that's, that makes perfect sense in my head yeah. to use that to advantage to get the best deal yeah and it shows that you're willing to do the work yourself um and not just relying on the label to do everything for you do everything yeah yeah because then they can then they'll just go like oh yeah we're going to pay the lowest amount that we want to give you then and you can you got you haven't got a leg to stand on no uh another thing what else did he say i think it was just just that like just just help yourself as much as you can things like i said earlier with a getting your social media and and like you said actually which is perfect don't disappear you know you need to be constantly going i i suppose you probably i i assume you've watched videos or 
on all this kind of stuff before or you've learned yeah, like, growing I, up I, from I done, your friends yeah, like lit- specific times when you're supposed to post that you get more clicks who you're supposed to spo- do it to yeah when you're supposed to do boosted posts or sponsored ads yeah. we did there's, there's <laughs> so much stuff like I was so, like you said, like I was watching it and by the end you're like, fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> I have to do all this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, like, like we mentioned them and him a lot on there, but I'm telling you right now, right? Adam Leader from In Search of Sun, for years I watched this guy just work his absolute bollocks off. Yeah. Hoard himself out, done whatever it could, begged, done everything he could possibly do dragged everyone kicking and screaming and that is what you had to do for yourself yeah with no support so it's just like you said and that's how they got onto it i know they're on the, not with the label anymore but that's how they got on there that's how they got thing that's how they got to play download festival because they just they done the legwork yeah and the, and on top of that they had really fucking good music as well <laughs> yeah. so it like you know what i mean but you you really have to work at it it is a full time it's like having another job being in a band yeah you have to make it like your second job and i know that sucks and i know everyone's going to be like oh you have to do all this social media but it's not the same as before when you can get signed and you don't have to do fuck all i know but those times are gone (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's just not the way it works anymore if you want to get big and you want to do things you've got to play the game yeah just the way it is and it's a ridiculous game and we obviously haven't given you anywhere near as enough information that you would need on here so yeah i definitely definitely worth checking out other videos there's so much out there now giving you mm. you know giving you tips oh, to do yeah. this kind of thing and i was going to say when you're talking about uh just before you said about adam leader then uh, i thought you, you you go into it thinking oh there's so much work this is so daunting i can't be bothered i don't want to do it but somebody else will oh yeah so definitely you know if if uh, <laughs> I'm going to go for a walk out in a minute. But, um, um, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, they're setting the bar. So you've got to do better than that bar. You know, if if you don't put the work in, somebody else will, and they'll they'll get that opportunity over you. <laughs> I don't oh, fucking. No, let's not talk about World of Warcraft. Okay. Why not? Well, <laughs> it's about adult nappies. Uh, let's fuck it. Okay. Uh, <laughs> When they were bringing out World of Warcraft Classic, uh, I was listening to a lot of podcasts about it, and um, it was all about the race to be the world's first to level sixty. I think it was, and and, and after a little while, there was a guy popped up and was like, "Oh yeah, I'm going to be wearing adult nappies, so I'm going to take breaks to go to the toilet." <laughs> and there's things like, <laughs> but like once he's doing it, other people think, "Well, I had to do that now. I didn't want to, but he's got an advantage over me." So I don't think I'm not sure if anybody else did not that I heard do interviews or anything, but there probably was other people that went shit. I'm gonna have to do what he's doing. Yeah, oh, definitely. Without a doubt, and like you said, if you don't do it, there's always someone else that's gonna take your place and do it. Yeah. So that's why you have to do it. You got to, it's 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 a hustle, man. You got to hustle this shit out of yourself. Yeah. And and play the game, but yeah, just the way it is. I'm glad though, like you said, all these people doing all these YouTube videos and that, it's helpful because if you really want to do it, I know not all the information is there, but you can read stuff and you could get everything together that you really need to get. It's sad, you know, for some bands, the music almost speaks for itself and bands don't have to do too much. But other people, 
if you don't know the right people, you're not in the right location or whatever, you are going to have to work your ass off. But if you really want it, in the end, it will be worth it. Once the right person notices you or listens to you or you get on the right playlist, like we were talking about before, and stuff starts to pick up, then, you know, these labels will obviously help you and assist you with that. Yeah. Even, you know, like these independent labels where they have these different style contracts of bands where they don't want to take all your money and all that sort of shit. It's just always good to have that little bit of support. I don't know. I've never... I've technically i have been an assigned band before but it was to a brand new label so okay we didn't really know what what, what the crack was and by the time we done our first ep like a couple of months after that our contract had run out anyway and then covid hit so it was just like never got to really experience what it was like to actually properly be on a label yeah. so was that second self again then that was second was that, self yeah okay yeah well, on on that note, how is your band going at the moment? Anyway, we haven't spoken about your band that you've uh, given me little oh, snippets yeah, of. Yeah, well, I can't let any secrets or anything out, but we um, we we've we've got we got a song. We got the song we know want to record from the demos. We've got a producer lined up and a couple of other things going, and hopefully we can we'll record that in December slash March. Cool for um a, just a pre-summer release. So yeah, we're gonna do as much as we can. So there'll be photos, obviously, and probably a, maybe a music video, even like a lyric video, with a with a with one single basically. Yeah. So we're gonna sort of use that to test the waters, and then we're gonna have to play the game. Yeah. And do a load of <laughs> shit on social media. So I've got all that to come because normally I'm one of the guys that likes to be in charge of the social media. So it'll probably be me and probably one of the of the guys in the band. Yeah. That'll do like we do. We split it between us. Yeah. So I'll probably end up doing that with um, whoever depends to whoever wants to take the reins with me as well. So we're speaking out all this shit, and, and I got all this shit to come later this year. So I got to do everything that we're talking about. So I feel, believe me, this conversation is all too real for me because it's all coming up, and I'm just going to come on here and complain about. <laughs> That's fine. Have, no, I won't. I having won't. having nine members like Slipknot has never seemed like a better idea. <laughs> That's nine social medias, man. Yeah. <laughs> Tweet that shit out. Do you know what I mean? Get those fucking likes, retweets, and shit. It's true though. Slipknot would have bl- blown up even if they came out now. Yeah. Fuck me. If they added just their friends list, they would have had like <laughs> ten thousand followers already. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. I mean, I have I have been trying to think of of like what I would do if I was in a band, like what I would do differently, and I'm so out of touch with with the music industry, the music, I don't like the word scene, but that's what it is, the music scene around here or or anywhere. But like, I've, I've always enjoyed thinking out of the box. That's something I've always liked to do. So I, I've come up with a couple of things that I'd like, that I think I would try to see if it worked. Oh, nice. Okay. Well, I, I thought nobody, well, not nobody that I've seen, I want to say interact with the audience. If people do interact with the audience, but what I would what I would suggest to to the rest of the band was just like play one less song from from the set that you normally would, and just sort of sit down, chat with the audience, say like, "Well, this is we're, we're from here," and and actually take a few minutes to do it and say, "Oh, you got to do it the right way." You got to, and I assume the the singer would be charismatic enough to be able to do it do it the right to way actually just say, do it to tempt it yeah yeah, yeah if, just say like we're gonna spend a couple of minutes just introducing ourselves if you want to go to the bar get a drink do it now before we start playing music and and you can say this is this is tim our bassist he's a he's a shrubber he arranges designs and sells shrubberies 
etc. And and all the <laughs> all the other shrubbers in the in the in the audience know that and they go, oh, they might be a little, a little bit more interested in the band then because he got another shrubber or or something along those lines. You know, just to have a little like connection it. with the audience before because like everybody I've always known. As soon as they get on the stage, they, they try and cram in as many songs as they want. So they just go, like, oh, we need to play something heavy and hard first to get them into it. And and that gets the people moshing into it. But the people moshing don't listen to the music. As, as far as I, I'm aware, I, I've never been able to concentrate on no. the music. While, like, if it's a new band while I'm moshing. Yeah, if you know the song, then yeah. But if it's a new band, definitely not. Yeah. I mean, I don't. as a singer... As long as people are going mental, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, if I look out and people are going crazy, that you're doing your job. Yeah, but I do like that as well. It's a good idea. Yeah, just just like I said, just to give people an idea of who you are, and you know they might connect with you a little bit more if that makes sense. Mm. Or and, and another thing I haven't really seen or heard of people doing it. Just arriving early at the, the venue, you you would have to be. The biggest, the large, the, yeah, the biggest bands would be able to do this, and the smallest bands who, that nobody knows would be able to do it. But like the mid, the middle bands that are trying to be become up and coming, who people, you know, they might have a few people in each gig that already know who they are. Say we're going to get to the, mm-hmm. going to get to the venue early, and you know, just come and have a chat with us. You know, maybe people do that already. Yeah, bands, band, a lot of bands do that. Yeah. Okay. So, well, you know, not all of them, but you do see them wandering around and talking to people. Yeah. It's quite lucky when bands do that because it's fantastic. You actually get to interact with yeah. people that you're you're um you're going in the gig to see, which is fucking up. Which I, I was saying before, like I, I think everyone listed the podcast knows I'm a massive Head PE fan, but yeah. Jared, the singer from Head PE, he fucking always goes after the gig, after the gig, and before the gig. You see him sometimes before the gig, but mostly after the gig. He just fucking goes around and speaks to everyone. Yeah, like he stands at the merch tent and like signs shit for people and like he just walks around and just chase this it's it's such an awesome feeling when you're sort of treated that way by people in bands when they're walking around you know you know if you're in bigger bands it's there's loads more people so i understand why you wouldn't do it but if you're playing like a smallish show like you said you're one of the sort of the medium-sized bands where you can do that without being completely mobbed yeah that's fucking wicked man like it's so good but also from experience it would be better to do it before than after because after a gig i don't know what it's like being you know i've played guitar and bass live but it's been ages so i can't remember but when you're a singer i'm so fucking knackered after a gig and when people come up to you and like sometimes it must seem like you're not being i'm i'm legitimately not sort of responding to what they're saying but i'm so knackered you're trying to get all your shit off stage yeah and you've got people coming up to you saying that was amazing and you are literally to me like thank you so much but you, you're just fucked. Yeah. So you can't have a... Co- you literally need to go sit down and have a conversation. Or like, sit down and have a beer and just not speak to anyone for, like, an hour. But obviously, if you're in a bigger band and you want to do that, you can't do that because you're going to have people, like, mobbing you yeah. when you're walking around. So I can I can understand why bands don't do it and why it would be much easier to do it before a gig when you've still got all the energy. Yeah. Well, I mean, what I was thinking was, like, in the afternoon when it's still nice and light and the, the, the pub's yeah. empty, you know... So you have a nice intimate chat with the people who really want to see you. Um, mm. But that's cool. I like that idea. I don't know. Like I said, I'm, I'm out of touch with it. People might already do it. It might be a stupid idea. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was, I did have I did come up. I have a few questions when I was watching these videos as well. Uh, so I was going, going, going completely back. Um, 
but I do I do still want to get somebody on from from the from like from the industry in general or knows someone who knows a lot about contracts and record labels. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, like like I said, I came up with some questions like how I, I think you probably know already uh, the big thing about Haley Williams and Param- Paramore. I don't don't think anybody knows if it's just her that um, is it Atlantic records i want to say signed atlantic yeah but yeah the rest of the band weren't signed it was just Haley williams and i thought like could you how could you get out of the contract could you just go and do solo stuff would that still be considered the contract could your drummer go and do solo like playing guitar would that be considered um like you said that shit would all be between the lawyers yeah it would all be written into the jargon to say you can go and do this or you can go and do that or you can't do this or you can't do that. Or if you put something out and it's under your name, yeah, then we, we essentially own it. Yeah. If you've done it. Yeah, there must be lots of um examples of that, definitely, throughout the years. But yeah, we we've said loads of times whenever we talk about anything music industry related, we'd eventually we will, you know, as as the podcast grows and we get more listeners and we can get out to more people. We really want someone who's either in the inside or been on the inside so we can actually see and and discuss with them and put our because I've got loads of questions. Yeah. If someone if we're gonna have someone from the music industry, I'll spend like a week and I've got some fucking deep cuts <laughs> and things that I re- really want to know the answer to. And you're I'm sure you're the same between us. We come up with loads of good questions and that's definitely hopefully, fingers crossed, something that we get to do in the future. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Well, I've, I've definitely got uh, one guy lined up to come on. I um, I put a post out in the in the bands and promotions um, page, and and he's he's basically said he's been through it. He's he's taken bands from. I I, I get, it was all, it was musician jargon that I don't understand anymore. It wasn't even lawyer jargon, but it was musician jargon. And, and he said that I've taken bands from grassroots to mm-hmm. arenas or something. I know what arenas are, but like. I I got the gist of it, but um, yeah, it was stuff that I'd not really heard of before. But yeah, he, he said he's been through it. He's doing it again with another band at the moment, going through this whole process, going through record labels, I assume. So um, I I need to get back to him actually at the moment. So uh, might even try and get him on for next episode because it will sort of work back to back with this one. But uh, yeah, I had a couple mm-hmm. other people get hold of me about coming on. So yeah, uh, if you're listening and we've we've chatted about you coming on I've, I've not forgotten about you um work's kicking my ass at the moment so <laughs> uh, i will get back to you there's plenty of time anyway yeah we're all good and we will definitely get through all of that hopefully well not, not yeah not man we'll get through all of that minus hopefully keep it coming it's so good just to talk about any music related stuff that we're interested in just like you say in the intro this podcast is about everything and anything linked to music like I said, we're going to do a movies episode. Yeah, well, it's it's linked to music because I'm sure we will mention music and movies have a lot to do with music and <laughs> everything like that. So it's it's great because we have so many subjects we can go in and out of, and we didn't want to be a rigid podcast that just sticks to download or festival related things. Obviously, you know that's like the bread and butter of the podcast, but we we love delving into other stuff like this because it's interesting. Yeah. Well, as we're talking about guests um shall i go into i i i've got i've got a shout out that i wanted to uh just say if you're to, if you finish with ronnie's section yes we are indeed yeah yeah so i just wanted to uh just give a shout out to kev pottage he's um he he wrote into me on on our instagram and said that uh 
he he's been to RIP. We he hasn't actually heard us talk about the RIP side of download before, which is which is a great idea. So yeah, I, I again I'll get back to him at some point when we're doing the doing the show about that. And um, there was another guy in the Facebook page in in your in the post you put up on Facebook about 2005, I think it was that you you read it out mm-hmm. last last episode. Uh, that he yeah I read a couple yeah, of them, yeah. He, he he was given the VIP wristbands by somebody who yes yeah so yeah. I I contacted him actually and said that would you be interested in coming on the show and talking about RIP so I'm, I think you might try and get both of them on at the same time because it could be it would be good to compare actually because um, I don't know I can't remember the guy's name on Facebook but he went to the really early RIP ones and Kev mm. he went to the later ones so. Yeah, because I got I, on that post, I got loads of responses. So we should do like an RIP special because I, I've got so much stuff that people sent us just on the post to read out people's ex- different experiences and stuff from RIP. So we are definitely going to do an RIP special because, um, yeah, I've got we've had such good interaction recently. I mean, we have to read out as much of people's stuff as we possibly can because it's 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 really good to have it yeah i forgot you put that post out about the rip as well because um yeah the guy yeah i got i got tons of responses so i've got loads of good stuff to read out when we do an rip special because loads of people put down different years when they went some people had different experiences yeah it's just nice to get a sort of you know i've been to download a shitload of times and i've never done rip so it would be kind of cool to get people's thoughts on it yeah definitely so yeah i just wanted to give a shout out to kev um i think he got a bit worried because I said I'd contact him when uh, we do the RIP show, uh, not show, mm-hmm. episode. And then you put on Facebook that uh, the next episode will be the RIP one. And I never contacted him. So I, well, think he was yeah, I thought it would be, but it's, it turned out not yeah, to be. No, uh, yeah, we got our wires crossed a little bit. But uh, it will be maybe, maybe I don't know, two, three, four episodes time. It won't be too long. Uh, we might even do the, uh, might uh, contact you guys to do the interview early. It's just so I've got it early and just we'll put it out when we can but uh yeah i just want to give a shout out to kev sorry for worrying you that i didn't contact you <laughs> but yeah we um there well we can go in too after that we can do we can do the campsite fuckery if you if you wish i do i've still got people's stuff from 2005 to read out in campsite fuckery so yeah good did you save it because i think your post has been removed now unless you oh, i saved it. saved some stuff yeah good, i haven't good, removed good. it no, I okay. clicked on it the other day. It's not removed. Oh, I thought I saved it, and then it's not saved anymore. Let's do the uh, the proper intro for Campsite Fuckery, shall we, anyway? Yeah. Campsite Fuckery is a section of the show where we talk about any funny strange or interesting things that you've seen at Download Festival. Uh, If you want to share any memories with us, you can do. I'll go over all the ways that you can do that at the end of the show. I've got one that I want to talk about uh, after, but did you want to go through yours that you have from 2005 still? Yeah, so basically, um, if you didn't listen to the last episode, please go and listen to it. It was our Download 2005 special. Um, And we had loads and loads of... um, uh, answers from people to something i put out on facebook to see what people thought of dano 2005 so i just wanted to read a few more of those out on the show um this week because in the last campsite fuckery we didn't get to read them all because luckily we had so many awesome responses 
Um, so I'll just read a couple of these out before we get to ads um, one. So uh, this one's from Daniel Bailey. Uh, so this is speaking about 2005. So uh, this was my first download festival. I remember being sat up on the old hill beneath the Dunlop tyre, watching Feeder on the Friday night. I was extremely excited for Trivium, who I believe at the time had been bumped up from the Napster stage, and at the time was opening on the main stage, and I think it was circa 50,000 people. Uh, they were up there for Trivium on the sun Saturday morning. Incredible set. I also remember seeing the Dwarves set cut short, in mem if memory serves. Uh, Matt Zane from Sighted One was literally swinging around on meat hooks. Everyone always mentions that. It was crazy, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, which was an interesting watch. And he just said the whole thing was magical to me. Um, so thanks, Daniel Bailey, for that. Yeah, it was. It was a really... It was, it was a... Ugh, what an awesome, amazing year this was. Um, Robert um, Gorin-Jones. Gorin-Jones? Gorin Robert Gorin-Jones. What's the... Uh, he said, was it the front for Sabbath, him and Velvet Revolver? even caught me on the video which appeared in the aussie show it was a great weekend which was awesome so that thanks robert awesome, for that yeah. one that is wicked isn't it it's yeah. great I, I i i i'm not sure i've ever been on any footage of download how the amount of times i've been there you would have thought that i would have been caught on yeah. something but no actually me and um my friend carter had the back of our battle jackets photographed and we were in we were on the metal hammer website yeah, oh, nice. It's the only time I've ever been on anything download related. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was it. <laughs> um, uh, and another one from Fraser Drew. He said, "Meeting Nightwish um, after they were late on stage, uh, played four songs, but it was incredible. The pit for Trivium's Paul Harder was immense. Mudvayne, Pup Roach created an unbelievable atmosphere, and being squashed at the barrier." And uh, basically saying it was completely worth it because he was had such a good time. Yeah. So um, thanks for that, Fraser Drew. And um, I'll just read one more. So the last one is from Chloe Hime Sakura Wait. These names on Facebook, man. Honestly, so apologies <laughs> yeah. if that was crap. Uh, she's written my favourite ever download. I missed the aftershock tent. People kept mentioning that yeah. last time. Don't remember it. I don't remember it. Uh, I miss the after aftershock tent so much with the sheep racing, giant headbang fights, hot tub. Uh, the people walk uh, round the crowd with shots and giving out water pistols. Had a huge water fight on the Friday as you um, as you could use the sinks for the exhibition centre. Uh, see, and then she's written the thing where the video games were. And we were talking about that last week, weren't we, about where they were so it was the exhibition center where the video games were um and then she mentions what you said before she said the beyonce's ass bouncy castle yeah oh yeah so i needed to correct that because i i said beyonce's tracks of land referencing ah. um, <laughs> money Python's holy grail which is yeah. referencing breasts <laughs> but i mean i'm not i'm not a huge beyonce fan but I do know she is known for her bum. That big So, so I, I should have should have put two and two together, really, and worked that out. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> Still, though, it's awesome. Um, yeah, and then she wrote Beyonce's B, and she goes, she, miss, she misses the Snicker bowl, Snickers Bowl, um, and she loved uh, chilling there in between bands, obviously, just watching all the BMX stuff that was going on. And yeah. then she sent in an awesome picture um, of her and... Um, and a guy just holding their drinks up at Download 2005. 
So yeah, pretty awesome. cool. Again, I've, I've still got more to read out on the next campsite fuckery. So we're going to spend quite a few time going through everyone's download 2005 experiences. But again, thank you very much um, if you're listening for sending those in. And to anyone else, if you've got anything as usual for campsite fuckery, anything you want to get over to us that we could read out about your experiences of download camping or in the arena or whatever, we, we will try and read them out. Add, yeah. what you got for us, bud? I went through... Uh, this post after we recorded so I obviously couldn't say it in the last one but as soon as I read this one it brought back memories of Download 2005 it's from uh, Michael Pugh uh, it's only the first bit but I'll read the whole thing out anyway he says uh, second download I was 15 some guys offered me some some on a spliff Friday night obviously I obliged turns out it was laced in acid and I had a real experience to say the least. <laughs> Joey Jordison bought me a beer and a burger just because I recognised him. He was my fucking idol, RIP. Uh, some meathead off his nut on what I assume was ecstasy, and in brackets, much love my guy, barged me onto the crash barrier for Slipknot over the course of about three songs. I even made it into the duality video. That's awesome. Nice. Uh, the guy swinging from meat hooks early on Sunday morning was weirdly fascinating. I couldn't stop watching. I wasn't that bothered about that. I was like, I, I was, I was definitely there for it, and I was like, I don't mm. really understand. No, I do, I, at the time I remember going, this is weird. But yeah. they had a couple of songs that I liked, so I was into it. Uh, Ozzy was either off his twat, or the Osborns is full on dramatized. He was running and jumping around like a twenty-year-old. Uh, the Snicker skate bowl, fucking sick. I remember getting loads of Snickers now, or being offered loads of Snickers. I, I didn't really mm. last week. But I don't, I don't like Snickers, <laughs> so not the one for yeah. you. Yeah, but he's yeah. The last thing is, uh, he says, not gonna lie, most of my memories are dwindling away now. Me too. Uh, my lifestyle took its toll on me, but some on these are too good to forget. You've actually remembered quite a lot there. You probably remembered more than I did <laughs> overall. Um, so yeah, it's an awesome, awesome comment. Thank you, Michael Pugh, for sending that one in. But it was the first paragraph that got me because. Um, he said when he was offered a spliff that was laced with acid. Mm. And I remember Jacob, who we had on for the, the live show, he had something very similar happen to him. And it was definitely, really? it was de I know it was definitely before 2006. So, I mean, there's a chance that it was 2005 and there's a chance that it was the same guy. Mm, you never know. So, like, but I, yeah, I completely forgot about it, and Jacob even forgot about it as well. And I, I brought it up to him, and he he said, oh, "I vaguely remember it." But but I, what I remember is he um he just went missing, and I think after all the bands finished, we all went back to the tents. He came back hour, two hours later, and something like that, and and he said, "Like oh, some guy offered me a spliff. Don't know what the fuck was in it." And I, you know, <laughs> fucked me up. And I woke up behind the stage, like, hours later. What the fuck? Uh, well, because it was the old layout, you could get, you had to go round. Oh, yeah, of course. The, yeah. the main stage to get to the second stage. So he was just, you know, he just fell asleep behind the main stage down there. Oh, my God. But, yeah, I couldn't believe that, how that brought back that memory. It was awesome. Thank you. That is awesome. Yeah. But, yeah, I think that is all for Campsite Fuckery. I think the only thing left is to say goodbye. Yeah. Yeah, we want to, we want to say thank you all for listening. We we love doing this. Um we have so much fun and we hope that it's just as fun for you guys to listen to as well. 
Uh, if it is and you want to help us out um, and help us reach more fellow downloaders, then by far the best thing that you can do is tell your friends about us, bring us up in conversation, talk about the show on social media, etc. Like I said, that really is the best thing you can do. But another thing is, for the longest time, one of the only ways you could rate or review podcasts was through Apple Podcasts, which is great. If you if you use Apple, then um, a review or rating would be absolutely amazing. Uh, but now you can also rate us on Spotify, which uh, which is by far our most popular platform. So uh, if you're using Spotify, it would really, really help us out if you could go and just give us a rating after you finish listening to this. And then that will help push us out to other people that may, may have never heard of us that might enjoy what we do. And as I said earlier, if you want to reach out to us about anything you've heard on the episode, whether it's stories for campsite fuckery, anything we've missed uh, missed out from a particular topic, um, if you want to give us a bit more advice about the uh, record labels or contracts that you might know about, you know, we, we, we'd love to have more people on the show that can come and talk. What's the right word? Um, sense talk interesting things that we don't know about. <laughs> don't. That's the best way to put it. Yeah, talk interesting things that we don't know about. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Um, yeah. Anything we've missed from, or a- any corrections or feedback or suggestions for new topics, like uh, like Kev did with with RIP. You know, we came up with so many different things at the beginning of the show, like uh, beginning of the show. Episode one, we came up with loads. We said loads, didn't we? I don't think RIP mm-hmm. came up at all. No, so, no, it didn't. Yeah. Who knows? You might get us to do an episode just for you. Yeah, exactly. Any ideas? If we go, that'll make a good episode. We'll literally just make an episode about it. Yeah. <laughs> it will just go onto the list of things we want to make episodes about. So, yeah, if there is a subject you're interested in related to the music industry or download or festivals or anything, then, yeah, hit, hit us up and we might be able to do an episode about it. Absolutely. The places you can get hold of us are on um, all the social medias, facial, facial, <laughs> facial, <laughs> facial book, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We're on, on those as uh, dear download podcast. You can email us at dear download 2003 at gmail.com. That's two, th- uh, two, that's two zero zero three. And, um, and, and as I said, that's everything from us this week. We will see you in two weeks. Well, we'll be talking about, yeah, hopefully, the guy I said about earlier who is helping bands go through the game that we so much hate. But yeah, so we should be talking more about the music industry and music industry in general. Simon, anything you want to add before we go? Um, no, just thank you very much for listening and keep listening. And if this is the first one you're listening to, there's uh, loads more episodes that we've done before that you can listen to. So you can go right back to the beginning and um, listen to the glory that is the past 15 episodes. Yeah. Simon, where can people find you? Uh, people can find me as uh, Fonzie underscore Simon on Instagram. And um, like I said last week, I'm just getting my stuff together for YouTube. Um, and I'm going to be doing loads of stuff leading up to festival season about upcoming festivals. So yeah, Simon Bond on YouTube. Awesome. That's it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing more of your stuff. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, um, awesome. So that's that. Well, that's goodbye from Simon then. Goodbye. And goodbye from me. Goodbye.